Hello and welcome to the Crack and Banter podcast with me, Race, and my co-host Luke. Luke, how are you doing this week? I'm very well, thank you for asking. How are you? I'm also doing very well. Very happy to be on recording another podcast with you. This is a podcast where we just talk about whatever we want. Um, this week we're getting a little bit into what I would call dangerous podcast territory with the, the topic we're, we're going into this week. Um, but I think we've uh, we've established ourselves enough now to be pretty unobtrusive uh, podcast hosts that I think when we get into it, we aren't going to annoy too many people in the fandoms as we as we talk about it. Um, but we'll save all of that for later. That's a little bit of a sting to to keep you interested. Um, you got up to much this week, Luke, or chilling out? Um, mostly chilling. <laughs> um, with finishing exams last Friday, I basically had lots of free time. So most days uh, I tried to go on a relatively big walk or go for a run or something. And then other than that, I would just play uh, video games, mostly watch uh, movies, just relax for a bit because... You know, it's actually pretty rare in life these days where you get... I'm just saying that, you know, there was a period last year where it was about four months where that's all you <laughs> had to do. But I was just going to say it's... In terms of normal life, it's rare where you just get, like, a period of time where it's it's all, all free time. You can just choose what to do with your own time. So I thought I'll just enjoy that. Yes, very, very true. Uh, no, I actually... now I have... I think two week little little break um off work as we move from online classes to actual in-person classes in a couple of weeks as things start to open up again here. Uh so I have a, a little break as well, which is very exciting. And then back to some in-person work, which will be nice as well. I think <laughs> busy, but certainly nice to to be face to face again for sure. Um missing out on a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I've got some news for us before we get into our big topic this week. Um, we have big Marvel news uh, off the bat. Marvel put up a little uh, teaser type thing earlier in the week. It was celebrating the movies, basically. Um, basically a big sting of celebrating some of their past movies that have come out and then a bit of teaser into some movies that are coming up in the future. I think because there's been such a big focus on the Marvel uh, TV shows that have been coming out or Disney Plus shows that they kind of were releasing this to be like, remember, we still make movies. <laughs> but in that, it was lots of stuff we've already seen, but we got some new things in it that we can talk a little bit about. We have a couple of new titles. Um, obviously, releases Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I think we knew that was going to be called that based on the other two. But we have the the Black Panther sequel, which will be Wakanda Forever, that's going to be called, which I think is quite fun. Uh, obviously, that doesn't tell us too much, but with um, Chadwick Boseman sadly passing last year, um, this opens up, obviously, the, the Black Panther mantle to be passed on to a person or several people. So I imagine this will be more of a maybe team-up type movie or at least more focusing on the people. I'm, I'm not really sure how it's going to go. But uh, I think that that title is very cool. And I'm sure there's going to be some some really nice send offs and things in that movie um, that I'm pretty excited for. Yeah, I would if I had to speculate on who's going to take up the mantle, the Black Panther, I would guess 
uh, it's probably the most obvious answer, but I guess Sherry's first in line to that with her being, I think, next in line to the throne after uh, T'Challa. Uh, I could be wrong on that. I'm, But I think she is being uh, in that he didn't have any children and that she was his sister. I think that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. My Actually, what I would love to see is them maybe make the Black Panther mantle into more of a shared thing or maybe just split it up in the, like, separating the Black Panther from the king or something like that. So maybe have Shuri become the queen and then a different character become the Black Panther or a, a combination of things and make it more of, like, a group just because I, it's such a massive legacy, I think. Um and there are some great characters there that all could take it up. My my wild speculation is that uh, they might bring Killmonger back uh, and Michael B. Jordan might take it up. Because, I mean, it's not hard to just say that, you know, they put him in one of those cryo chambers and they fed him some of that special purple plant and then he got better. You know, that's not that's not wild in, in terms of the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe. I think they've done some crazier things than that. Um, but I don't know. That's that's my wild speculation. So we'll see when it when we either get a trailer or when that comes out. Uh, we'll see if, if we're close at all with our predictions. Um, we also got some very short clips of the Eternals film that's coming out. Um, I know little bits about the Eternals, but not a lot. Uh, it looks like it's going to maybe take place, I think, through a few different eras. Is that maybe something like that? or throughout time, or certainly be not completely in the modern day, as far as I know. Um, the Eternals well, are basically very, very super powerful people. Uh, I think there were a race of people created by the, uh, oh, I've forgotten the name. Basically these god-like beings. Celestials, yes. I think they were created or born from the Celestials, something like that, and sent to Earth to protect it, or something along those lines. Um, but they're basically some very cosmically powerful uh, heroes from the MCU. And I, I, I'm really excited for this. But yeah, not a lot in that footage. But I think it'll be cool to see some, some, some more cosmic characters coming in and stuff. Some more powerful people. Thanos was the son of an eternal. That's a bit of yeah. deep uh, Marvel Comics knowledge. I think there's actually one of the characters in the Eternals is... Um, Thanos's brother even though they look nothing alike so I'm not sure how that works <laughs> I'm not sure what the uh, biology is there but they are brothers um I don't know if they'll continue that lore into into this movie but they might or even as a joke you know Marvel kind of do like to say that sometimes just you know they'll take something crazy from the comics and just have it be like a random throwaway line uh so I don't know that could be something we see but yeah the Eternals are quite wacky characters quite very like classic almost superman type guys i think it's lots of uh what i would call silver age superpowers you know um but yeah I, i'm excited for it i'm excited to see more as well it was really like really fast clips definitely nothing given away i don't think by this trailer uh or if you can even call it that um what else do we have the only other big reveal we got uh uh, other titles and other little announcements, but the only thing that we didn't already know was the Captain Marvel sequel uh, is titled The Marvels. And in the little um, the poster, we see both the symbol of Captain Marvel and the symbol of Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel, we're obviously getting in uh, an upcoming 
um, Disney Plus show. So yeah, I'm excited to see those characters cross over finally. Obviously, Miss Marvel is uh, very Captain Marvel inspired right down to the name. Um, so well, looks like we'll get to see those characters cross over in a movie, which I, I'm really excited for. I, I liked Captain Marvel a lot. Um, I think it was a, a very solid Marvel origin story. Um, yeah. But I think that character is very cool. And well, I think Miss Marvel looks like it's going to be really cool. So I'm very excited. Well, I'm excited because I'm a big Miss Marvel fan from um, the comics and all her media I've seen her in. I think it's, <laughs> it's quite an accurate depiction of what uh, a, t- a 21st century teenager becoming a superhero would be like it's just yeah a, a very sort of like oh my gosh i am a superhero this is so cool because <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know it's not, sometimes it's like <laughs> i don't think it's really realistic we see someone get like pars or something or just like instantly sort of cool with it and they're like uh really smooth and slick i, I would freak out personally like in a <laughs> yeah where i'd freak out if i found out superpowers Yes, uh, I, it would be an a, an absolute roller coaster to be, especially if you're like a teenager and you discovery of superpowers. Yeah. Uh, I think that it would be an absolute insane time. Yeah. Also, if I could offer some speculation, I would guess that um, I can't. I can't remember. Is the daughter or the mother Monica Rambo? Monica Rambo is the daughter who we saw okay, in. Yes. Uh, WandaVision. Well, now that she's got minor WandaVision spoilers, very minor. Now that she's also, it's like it's a several week old show, you probably should have watched it. <laughs> um, now that Monica Rambeau has um, has superpowers, uh, I, I would guess she's going to feature in this somewhat. I would say, yeah, it's very likely. I mean, we're definitely going to see her again because I don't think. I don't think she got to do really anything with her powers in WandaVision, so there's no way they're leaving that character. But I would say it's very likely she'll come up in this or potentially in the uh, the Secret War TV series, Secret Wars, um, which yeah. is all about the Skrull invasion. Um, so I think it's very possible in one or both of these things that we could see her again because um, she looks like she's going to be or could be a quite a major player of the the new characters getting introduced so yeah i'm excited i'm just excited to see more of these new characters as well because obviously it's very easy when we kind of watched the mcu from the start to be a little bit not distrustful but a little bit you know a, a little bit raised raised eyebrow at the new characters coming in when we've just kind of lost a few really major characters from the first uh, saga of the mcu um, but I, I'm trying my hardest to not do that. I'm trying my hardest to to be accepting and not be by the MCU's uh, standards an old man set in my ways and hashtag bring back Iron Man or whatever. <laughs> I don't want any of that. I want to be. I want these new characters to come in and and really impress me. And so far, it really has. I've loved everything that's been coming out. So, yeah, very excited. And then the last Marvel thing. Um, this wasn't announced in that trailer i think this was um the falcon and the winter soldier not director i think it was the showrunner or one of the people who was obviously um an important part of that show came out and announced that they were working on the next captain america movie captain america 4 whatever that will be called um which is very exciting i think that's really really cool because obviously uh this will be with um sam wilson as our new captain america 
Uh, I, I'd say it's very likely Bucky will show up in this as well. Uh, potentially several others. I mean, the last Captain America movie we got was Civil War, which was kind of more of an ensemble movie anyway. So I think at this point with Marvel, the the titular character of the movie doesn't necessarily mean that that's all that's going to be in it. You know, these movies are so far beyond that now. I think anyone can show up in anything at this point, And that's what I'm really excited to see. But yes, Captain America 4, very excited for that. Look, you excited? Yeah, yeah, I think um, I really enjoyed, uh, as you would know if you if you listened to our review last week, I really enjoyed, um, well, what was then Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but it was obviously now Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I, I, I really enjoyed it. So, and I think, as I said last week, those two are now probably up there as two of the most popular characters in the MCU. So I imagine there'll be a lot of, hype going into a movie and i think the uh, the the special effects and stuff and the scale was pretty good for a tv series but i think the two characters now deserve a blockbuster budget yeah, for, for sure. a big screen appearance yeah definitely definitely um but i think insane as sort of whether it was an interview or a, an announcement whatever as he was talking about this he was saying that obviously he's he's announced this because they couldn't announce it while Falcon and the Winter Soldier was still going on because there was no Captain America at that point. Um, so in saying this announcement, uh, they basically mentioned that there are so many things that Marvel are working on that the public don't know about. I think his, his quote was literally something along the lines of, uh, he's shocked at how little Marvel have announced, which means basically there are so many things that we have no idea about and i imagine a lot of them are the same idea that they can't announce them because things that we need to see haven't happened yet for it to make sense you know they can't announce captain america until we see that sam wilson becomes captain america uh, and i imagine there's going to be lots of things like that they can't post you know a, a doctor doom movie when we've not seen that character in just or whatever you know yeah. um so that i think that's pretty exciting to know that there are lots of things coming up i mean obviously there's lots of things coming up it's not like they're gonna stop making movies but um yeah that there's big plans for for the future i think that's fun uh because yeah i wasn't sure if they had another big plan after infinity war if it was going to be more just solo movies and kind of random storylines um but it's cool that we're yeah we're gonna be building towards something hopefully um i think that's great what would you most like to see as the next kind of if they do another big massive arc um, in the whole universe or even just a smaller thing what would you really like to see well i i think it's it's what it's going to be and it's also what i would like to say is that they do have to introduce uh, that they're going to introduce the multiverse proper i think the multiverse is going to uh be the next big arc mm. i i don't know if they'll make it well it certainly won't be as long in a temporal sense and that it's not going to take uh 10 years to resolve the next big arc but i think i i don't know if they'll do the same number of movies whether it's going to be like 18 movies around that territory for the next big arc uh and they're going to need to they're probably going to need to by the end of this phase coming establish who the new big bad is that's not to say he needs he or he or she 
needs to be in a movie, but even just a bit of a teaser because you know uh, Thanos was uh, teased to us just a little crumb yes. of Thanos in the 2012's The Avengers. Yeah. Uh, so they're, 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 I think this phase is going to be a set-up phase, continue some old storylines and introduce the new characters, so I wouldn't expect and then the basic concepts of this new arc, so I wouldn't expect to get too much advancement over the next yeah. big story arc, but it should all be established by the end of this phase. I'd be very surprised if it wasn't. Yeah, definitely. I think also there's like a little bit of, as you say, establishing the new characters and the new stories, but also almost establishing like the rules. I imagine this next little bit to be like the the resetup of this universe that is now just exploded into so much more than it was when we got Iron Man, you know, to now be like, okay, here's the multiverse. We'll tease that in slowly so you so it makes sense. There's magic, but the magic is pretty weird. We we had Doctor Strange, that kind of made sense. Now we've had one division and it's starting to make more sense that like magic has been around. There's different witches and wizards. There's different types of magic. It's out there. And I think there's things like that where it's just slowly going to feed in and kind of be explained obviously in entertaining ways, but that, yeah, you need to explain those things before it's just like, here's something crazy. <laughs> here's the next massive thing that we need to get into, especially like, you know, the same way that we couldn't have gone into Infinity War and Endgame if we hadn't seen the movies before it. Same thing sort of applies where a certain amount of explaining needs to be done. Otherwise it would be wasted to just go straight into something massive again. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited for whatever is coming up um yeah whether it's well whatever it happens to be everything so far has been some very cool announcements some very cool characters getting introduced so very happy to see what what comes out um last piece of news not marvel related this is um in reference to the new indiana jones movie which uh, still doesn't have a title but uh we have got a little bit more casting. Mads Mikkelsen, very exciting, has been cast in Indiana Jones 5, uh, which I think is very good. I love Mads Mikkelsen. I think that's if a great pick. If he's not the villain, I would be very surprised. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, Mads Mikkelsen, kind of a classic villainous character or villainous actor anyway, but especially for an Indiana Jones movie, it feels like he just slots into that role perfectly. Like, that's almost a you could believe he had already been in an Indiana Jones movie. Um, but very nice. He was doing an interview and it, it came up in the interview. He was talking about it. And he said, after reading the script, uh, he's quoted um, the script was everything I wished it to be, which sounds very nice. Uh, he was like a big fan of the the previous films anyway. So um, sounds good. It's, it's shaping up to be a great movie by the, the announcements we've had so far. Um, and yeah, I'm excited. Um you're, I mean, you're a massive Indiana Jones fan. Does this yeah. make you excited? Yeah. Uh, the only thing I was thinking, this just popped into my head. Um, I wonder if they're going to go full action or if it'll be a more slower paced Indiana Jones movie, maybe more like um, the, the third one had plenty of action, but it wasn't, it was more a character piece to a certain extent, I'd say. Yeah. I think when your main star is like, I think Harrison Ford's in the 70s now, uh, I'm not sure if you can have him running about the place or whatever or else you're going to end up with the thing. Have you ever seen it from Tech in the scene where they have to 
Is it like 20 camera cuts for Yeah, for Liam Neeson Brian to climb Mills. over a fence. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see how they um they, they structure the movie. I I I mean I think you've got all the talent in the world for a movie like this. I mean Harrison Ford is still extremely charismatic. I have no doubt he can pull off the character convincingly. It's just you're not gonna have him. Uh, tussling with a big German mechanic on top of a plane in this film, I would guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I suppose me or what I would maybe like to see is they could go like a Logan kind of direction. Or it doesn't have to be as grimy as Logan necessarily, but similar thing of you, you know you have some some big action sets where it's more just a guy tearing through some people, but then it's a little bit more maybe about the fact that he's a guy who can't still do this anymore, you know, and maybe he's more on the back foot this, this time or something. Um, I don't know. I'm sure, I, I, I'm sure I, there's I, better writers than us. Here who are making this up. Got, it's it's got to be somewhat lighthearted. I mean, I think that was almost the problem with the fourth one. I'm saying this in a movie that had like Shia LaBeouf swinging from vines, um, <laughs> along with a pack of monkeys, uh, you gotta have levity in the Indiana Jones movies, even mm. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and a movie which literally has a scene with a, a a guy reaching into someone's chest and pulling his heart out, still beating. It was yeah. still a very light movie, and you just got yeah. think you just gotta keep a bit light, a bit levity, a good bit of levity. You know, you're not trying to do what like. You know, try to reinvent the franchise is what I'm saying. Like what yes. James Bond did to move it into the modern era from like um, Roger Moore's winks to the camera or whatever. Yeah, true. There is there's uh, something classic about that that style of movie that I think, yeah, as you say, it would be lost trying to to change it. So that that is true. It almost has like to a certain degree like a pantomime type quality to it. Do you not think? Not obviously not to the same degree, but very slight that thing of like you know the the villains are just so like cackling mad <laughs> villains and yeah. there's like this a nice kind of even like even though it is dusty and dirty there's still like a, a bit of a sheen over it or something i don't know <laughs> i just like it um it's, 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 it's something so classic isn't it yeah it's just classic so i mean you know it's good versus bad you don't have to have any great moral quandaries is indy the good guy is he really what bad guys no it's just it's just it's good versus bad nice and yeah. simple no yeah, thinking don't you don't need to go out of your out of your way to have any moral gray area when your villains are nazis really do you yeah <laughs> you don't really have to be like but what's their motivation <laughs> you know uh i don't think i don't think there's um much much need for that uh <laughs> and that's my stance on the matter <laughs> but that that wraps up our news um, will we just get straight into our topic for this week? Um, Please, go ahead. So, like I was saying earlier, this is a, a topic that often makes people angry on the internet, but not our wonderful fans. We have we have lovely a lovely audience who would never, ever get angry at us for any of the mistakes and dumb things we say on this show. Um, because, of course, we're a little bit out of it, but um, last week it was May the 4th, uh, which is, of course, Star Wars Day. Uh, now, I believe that May is just Star Wars month. Uh, there's been a lot of memes. There is, of course, May the 4th be with you. There is Revenge of the 5th. Uh, I made my uh, a great joke 
in my personal opinion that you know uh is it may the fourth is it revenge of the fifth but of course only a sixth deals in absolutes uh that's just a joke for you star wars nerds out there i feel like there's gonna be a pretty nerd heavy topic this week so if you like star wars stick around if you don't like star wars just listen for the sound of our voice you don't have to understand what we're what we're talking about uh but I've seen a lot of other memes saying that um, none of those are actually right. And the correct quote is, this is the May. Um, so the entire month is reserved for Star Wars. Uh, that's a little Mandalorian reference. Look, have you even seen the Mandalorian yet? I have not, no. Uh, but I, I did get the joke. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not sitting in the dark here. <laughs> I'll keep I'll 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 keep you I'll keep you right. That's okay. That means at least then I'll have something that you haven't seen on the on uh I'll have something on you that you haven't seen because I feel like there's a lot of Star Wars stuff and we'll we'll have seen a lot of it, but there's gonna be some things where hopefully we can fill in the gaps for each other. Um but basically today we're gonna talk about Star Wars, um, given that it, it is Star Wars month, we're gonna say. And Instead of getting into anything too deep, anything that could get people too angry at us, we're going to go through a few different categories and just talk about our personal favourites uh, from each of those categories. So we're not going to do any deep analysis, I don't think, just because that's that's those movies have been talked to death, absolutely. So I think it's nicer to talk about our personal things that we really like um, is a bit more fun. So... I guess the easiest one to start off with, we can we're gonna start dividing into into categories. But do you just have a favorite Star Wars movie? Uh, yes, my favorite Star Wars movie is it's it's not a controversial pick. It's the one probably most people would rank as the second best uh, in the franchise. But it's my favorite is uh, the original Star Wars Episode Four, uh, A New Hope, and. As I said, it's not a particularly inventive pick, but it's just, <laughs> to me, it encapsulates everything that makes Star Wars great. I can recognise, probably objectively, The Empire Strikes Back is a better movie, but I prefer 4 because it's just, as I said, it's got everything I love about Star Wars. bit camp, but a big, big space... Sorry, that sounds very unhelpful. I was going to say big space story, and I thought, no, there's probably a better way to phrase that. No, no, that but... I think that's perfect. <laughs> that is exactly what Star Wars is. It's a big space story, and if you you can make it more complicated than that if you want, but you're kidding yourself if you try to say it's anything else. It's a big space story, the biggest space story of all, <laughs> and I think that's what it should be described as. I think that's perfect. Look, a lot of nostalgia in it for me. Just yeah. can't remember as a child watching it it's just like it's it's okay i will i will admit i think the special effects are very good for when they came from to be fair next to our modern movies the effects look dated or whatever but i i, I still think i still love them and just the, the way they looked to me as a child was like it looked amazing <laughs> kind of everyone yeah. always remembers like the obi-wan versus darth vader like saber jail and the death star is like this massive dramatic battle where it's just sort of like two old guys like <laughs> hitting effects uh lightsaber swords in a not very mobile way but i think even if you take a scene like that the genius of it and as much as I like the prequels and I, I do enjoy them 
what the prequels maybe didn't do so well is that where they made the actual duel the focus of the scene what mm. episode four did there was they used a lightsaber duels in the art of vehicle to advance mm-hmm. the story which is you'll have heard me make this point loads of times because i'm going <laughs> to gradually talk about this that's a very shakespearean idea where yeah. any, any action or whatever isn't actually about the action it's it's a visual way of telling a story mm-hmm. no um, definitely I mean, at the end of the day, what sort of makes the difference for uh, it, for me between it and The Empire Strikes Back at the end, good triumphs over evil. I'm yeah. not one of these complicated guys who like, well, I love a good film, but I always want good to win out at the end of the day. In video games, I always do the good run because I just, I can't, <laughs> I can't, um, I can't even stomach uh offending a virtual person <laughs> 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 so, so every t- every time i see that scene where obi-wan uh appears in luke's head and tells him to use the force uh, i can't remember what exactly i think it's just use the force look and mm-hmm. he absolutely nails that proton torpedo shot and absolutely nails it what a legend just, <laughs> it's always a fist bump moment it's just always so yeah. good fair enough like, Listen, I, I, I'm just realizing I could talk about that movie for ages I just love it <laughs> I I love it as well I, that is my second favorite wait me and you literally just have it flipped I of course being the bad boy of this podcast I like to think um I'm the opposite look I love a villain I like the bad version of games I pick the I pick the villain route every time if if I can pick the red lightsaber, I'm picking the red lightsaber. If I can wear the black cloak, I wear the black cloak. Uh, so Empire Strikes Back is my favorite film. Um, but yeah, New Hope is, is a very close second. I think everything you say is, is totally right. Um, I think I, I prefer Empire, but I think A New Hope feels more Star Wars-y, if, yeah. if that makes sense. Like that is Star Wars. That is everything it's meant to be. And like, it's it's 100% a big space story, as you say, um, whereas Empire just has a little layer of complexity added over it, which my, myself being a very, uh, a man of high taste, I like that added layer of complexity in my in my Star Wars films. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you, you've mentioned everything really well there. I think Empire, um, yeah, I, I, there's not, there's so little in it. It's hard for me to really say what I prefer about it, but I think, um, yeah, it just, it kneels that, that just like dark ending, you know, that thing of like, whoa, what, what is going to happen next that, I mean, obviously it was, wasn't the first movie to do that by any means, but in a, something that we've now kind of come to expect in a lot of, uh, especially like franchise movies or movies that are going to have sequels, um, you know, we know when a movie ends like that it's going to be resolved in the next movie. But when Star Wars did it, it, it kind of was like, oh my God, what is going to happen now? Like, how, how are the good guys going to come out of this? Is there going to be another one? It's not, surely it can't just end like that. And it kind of, yeah, I don't want to say it started that by any means, because, you know, I, I assume movies did that before. But to do it in this sci-fi world and and kind of bring that to um to the screen in a way that is, much more common now in that genre i just really 
I really like that film a lot, man. Darth Vader just being very cool. I think that's that's our first Darth Vader look versus look duel, isn't it? Yes. Um, um I, I love that duel as well. I think that's probably up there with you know, I mean my, my favorites are gonna come from the prequels. Um, but as as far as the uh, the older ones go, as you say, where they are more of a narrative force. I still think that Darth Vader look duel is incredible. Um, the the Cloud City one, just yeah. Chef's kiss, absolutely great. You know, we I mean an absolute. I feel like every Star Wars movie has a uh, a moment of cinematic history, but quite possibly the I Am Your Father scene, one of the most instantly recognizable scenes and and quotes ever to exist, even. You know, with there are so many examples of that in Star Wars, but that is like, you know, find me someone who hasn't heard that before, and most, uh, and I'll be most, impressed. The most famous quote in cinema history that most people get wrong. Yeah, that's true as well, um, because it's the the line is actually "No, I am your father." Is that right? But yeah. everyone says, "Look, I am your father." Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. It's just because I, I think the quote came about that uh, just know I am your father out of context yeah. isn't quite as impactful. Whereas if you say, look, I am your father, everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's talking about Star Wars. Yeah, it, it adds the context uh, to it. <laughs> do, do you have any idea how annoying it was to find out that the line every single person who thought they were being funny said to me when I was wee, they're actually getting <laughs> it wrong? Oh, no, even worse. Uh, I, I, such a shame you didn't know that when you were younger too you could have at least corrected them every time they said it to you actually <laughs> I think you'll find <laughs> be fair it's a testament like good Star Wars is that I could spend like I should have died off of that I think I, I don't know uh, just maybe like the change in age profiles not as many uh, or whatever or maybe it's just because I got older and people realised it was weird to keep making star wars shows to me but it's I, I imagine it's like probably it. that look yeah i imagine it's just that people uh they didn't really want to say that to a 16 year old yeah but yeah it's a testament on good star wars is that i could spend the first however many years of my life having to constantly listen to people making Luke <laughs> skywalker jokes be fair i think i brought all myself up and, like do all those toy lightsabers and always pretend to be a jedi or whatever that, ever, yeah very true very true get, supermarkets where you know they've got those sliding doors you ever just trying to tie i mean i'm saying this like this was something that we i'm i still do this we just like this, swipe um, your hand I, yeah. across obviously <laughs> as i've gotten older you know i i do it secretly because i don't want uh i don't want people to know that i wield the force you know i keep that i keep my magic to myself um we, you do it more like it'll be one as you get older from episode exactly four. Just, instead of like sticking a hand out and moving across you you just like a subtle wave of your finger. Yeah, I, I keep my hand down by my side, and I just I just brush my fingers across, and the door opens because yeah, I I daren't be so garish after after <laughs> the execution of Order sixty six. You can't flaunt the kind of ability. The clones will be after me. Oh my god, this is the nerdiest episode we've done. Look, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we well, have lost we've lost every single listener who doesn't like star wars but the listeners who do like star wars are having an absolute wheel of a time right now two men on a podcast talking about star wars is not exactly the epitome of cool is it 
<laughs> no, that is true. Although, as far as two men talking on a on a podcast about Star Wars goes, this is probably the longest two men have talked about Star Wars on a podcast and kept it positive. Uh, yeah. I imagine majority yeah, of Star Wars based just... podcasts have gone far down the rabbit hole into Mary Sue territory by now. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't get it. It's like, I, I love Star Wars. Is that, I, I, There are Star Wars films I don't like, yes, but, you know, if I love Star Wars, why would I not just rather talk about the parts of Star Wars that I love and enjoy and hold a special place in my heart? It's like, you don't exactly. like the sequel trilogy or you don't like the prequels. Then talk about the Star Wars you do like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I will never get it. Um at the end of the day, it is, as you said, a big space story. And yeah. not that you can't take movies seriously, you know, we take them seriously enough to talk about them every week. But I don't know, something about it. Just just take them a bit nicer, do the nice stuff, you know, talk about stuff you like. Um, I don't it's know. It's like the I don't know. classic joke, I'm a Star Wars fan, so that means I hate Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, True. Yes. What's our first category then? Okay, our first category. Uh, well, I'm gonna go. This actually is. This one has subcategories because I knew I already knew this was too big as a as a mm-hmm. one question. Uh, I'm gonna go favorite character, but we, I have different categories for this as well. But do you have one overall favorite character, or do you need to break it down? Um. There. Yeah. I mean. There is one big standout to me. I, 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 I honestly, I try to think about anyone else. I'm just like, kind of, yeah, but I don't actually like them quite as much as I like him. Mm-hmm. I think I would have to say it's Obi Wan. I was just gonna say that as well. It is an absolute standout. I think every other character, I'd be, it'd be so hard for me to choose between them. You know, it's like first place Obi Wan, second place everyone else you know yeah. i couldn't differentiate between anybody else but obi-wan stands out i think but especially because we have like two incredible versions of obi-wan in yeah. alec guinness and in ewan mcgregor that it's it's just perfect you know <laughs> an absolutely yeah. perfect character it is an absolute wonder that it's taken so long before an obi-wan series has come out uh, and obviously it still hasn't come out but it is coming out soon it blows yeah. my mind that that's taken so long because I, I feel like that's going to be 90% of people's favorite character. Like, um, just, just yeah. wonderful. Um, should we, should, since that will be most people's favorite characters, you say, should we do, or well, you're going to do the subcategories anyway. So I'll do the subcategories. We, I'll maybe say, um, since that's both of our favorite character, will we maybe rule him out for our first subcategory, which is your favorite Jedi? Will we maybe yeah, rule out yeah, Obi Wan yeah. then, since we've said him already? Yeah. Okay, favorite Jedi then. Um, <laughs> this isn't my answer. This is just something I thought about. <laughs> when I was smaller, I absolutely loved Kit Fisto for some reason. I mean, there's not, there's nothing wrong with Kit Fisto. I'd I'd, lo- I loved Kit Fisto as well. Look, yeah. I, I think, I think he's got a cool look. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just got a cool look. I think that's literally it. Yeah, he looks cool. <laughs> I think that is it, and especially like. When you're a kid and you're like, ah, alien, <laughs> you know. Yeah. He also has some very cool moments in uh, the Clone Wars, the original Clone Wars uh, cartoon that you get to basically to see that Kit Fisto, his whole deal is that yes, he's an incredible Jedi, but he specifically is an underwater Jedi because 
his yeah. race of people live underwater. Uh, so he just like it's unbelievable in the water. That guy he can like swim super fast. He can use the force yeah. underwater. He's doing like Aquaman stuff. He lights that yeah. lightsaber up underwater. It looks so badass because it's like evaporating yeah. all the water around it and stuff. The, so the I think. I was going to say the episodes with him and the Mon Calamari fellow, his name I've forgotten, are quite good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, Kiffis is a great pick. Uh, I'm going to say... He's not my favourite guy. I was just okay, like, okay, sorry. I, I want to actually pick my favourite. I was saying, <laughs> it's like, I still like Kiffis too, but, I mean, he also did get absolutely one-shot at by Palpatine. Yeah, he it was got, a bit he got free. Rain. It's because it's he wasn't he, in the water. One v one and Palpatine murked. in the water. Kit Fiston, Kit Fiston was destroying him. Nine times, eight, ten times out of ten. Eleven His team times was out of bad. ten. Wrecked. The teammates <laughs> window picked for that was bad. Yeah. Like I mean, Plukin, who is a, a pretty average lightsaber duelist as far as I'm aware, his real specialties in starships. It's like, yeah, if he's in a starship, Plukin would be great. That's actually a fun <laughs> fact. The two best Jedi pilots were Anakin and Plukin. Oh yeah, Plukin uh, yeah. wasn't one of the arrest teams. Sorry, I'm talking nonsense. Plukin gets shot down in a starfighter by Order sixty six. So that's complete nonsense. Uh, uh, Sassy Tin, I think, might have been one of the. Um, big, the, the like red face guy is that right? Uh, is that a different guy? He, I think he's like Koth or something. I think yeah, I think that were the three along with Mace Windu. Uh, yeah, okay, sorry, that was. Tangential, um, yes, but <laughs> Plukin and Anakin were apparently the two best Jedi pilots. So yeah, I think there's, there's a bit about that in um, uh, the clone, the other, the more recent Clone Wars animated show. Um, Plukin's quite a heavy player in, especially in the earlier seasons of that. And there's a lot of, uh, as you say, um, piloting stuff that you get to see him do a lot. And him and Anakin are like quite good friends in it uh, because of that. So yeah, yeah. very cool. But Overall uh, pick. Okay. So sorry, yes, sorry. I should get around to actually picking someone. <laughs> um, I'm kind of split between a few. Uh, I think I'm just gonna go for a really simple pick. That's <laughs> a Mace Windu. Mace yeah, Windu is good. essentially just like Samuel L. Jackson is in this universe. We're calling him a different name, but it's essentially Samuel L. Jackson playing the same yeah. character as yeah. he has. And basically most of the films he's been in. But <laughs> it's Samuel Jackson. So a hundred percent works. He's just yeah. so cool. I, I think Samuel I'm, L. Jackson I'm... Samuel Jackson's approach to Star Wars, as I think his approach to a lot of things, he, he stepped onto the set. He'd pro I imagine he'd seen the other movies and he, he went, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a Jedi, but but what if they were cool? <laughs> you know? And and they just and that is exactly what it is. It's just, what if a Jedi was just the coolest guy? And uh, that is Mace Windu. It's absolutely unbelievable. It's like, loads of his character lore is basically based on different things he wanted about the character. Like, yeah. uh, he was just kind of a normal coloured lightsaber because until this point, there'd only, until he was introduced, there had only been blue, green and red lightsabers. But he was just yeah. like, I want a purple, purple lightsaber. And they're like, <laughs> Can we do that? And there was just like, well, he's asked for it, and we're not going to say no to him, are we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, purple lightsaber, and now there's, and since he did that, there's now lore based on lightsaber colors. It's uh, yeah, it dictated like what type of Jedi you were. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> and he also, interestingly, he 
another great thing about his character lore is he is type seven. As sooner than I know that there's definitely saber <laughs> combat. He's type seven um lightsaber combat and as far as i'm aware he's like the only jedi master who specializes in it because it's like yeah it's the most aggressive form of lightsaber combat and yeah it, 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 there's a risk of using it that you'll sort of go over to the dark side because level of aggression it requires but uh he apparently had the strength of will so i mean yeah. he i mean he was absolutely 100 percent moral compass pointed north He's great in the Clone Wars and he's great in the movies and he gives his life to try and save the Republic. Although I am 100% convinced he survived that fall. I want to know oh, yeah. when Filoni's going to have the... the Filoni will have the cojones to bring <laughs> him back. Excellent. Great joke. He's done it, ladies and gentlemen. He's done it. Um, no, Miss Windy, incredible character. And uh, yeah, absolute for... I'm going to introduce a, a different nerd genre. I'm going to say Mace Windu, absolutely lawful good, uh, about as lawful good yeah. a character as, as there can be. So there you go. We got we got all kinds of nerd stuff in this episode. Um, I'm going to say my personal favorite Jedi. Uh, it's hard to not just pick the obvious ones. I'm kind of going out of my way to pick personal favorites, if that makes sense, rather than like objectively... Yeah, looks great. Okay, <laughs> Luke Skywalker is a great Jedi. Personal yeah. favorite, I'm gonna say Yoda. Again, it's not really a, a controversial pick, but what a great guy, you know? What a great little alien man. We get to see him be incredibly wise in uh, in the original trilogy and actually in the later films in his ghost form. Um, but we also then get to see in the prequels him just being a crazy murder ball of death <laughs> jumping in my place uh, so we get to see a lot of different we get to see just like what what being an incredibly powerful jedi is you know and it's it's cool to see that with yoda um i i like when i like when stories do that especially something like star wars where the original trilogy obviously it's about kind of uh, you know it's an underdog story really and we get to see look he's not a trained jedi or anything like that he does some training but he's not not to the extent that the original jedi order was where they're trained from birth and you know they go through all of this rigorous test in both dueling and with the force and then you get to see yoda as someone who's done this for who knows hundreds of years thousands of years um so it's it's nice i always like like that in movies where you see an underdog story but then you get to see what about someone who's actually really good at this? What would that look like? Um, and I think that just makes Yoda a very cool character. Yeah. And the originator of thousands of, no, hundreds of thousands, nine millions of awful, awful Yoda impressions at parties. It's part of the, Correct. Uh, the, the guy impression circle. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, it yeah, usually yeah. comes somewhere between McConaughey and De Niro. I, I would have put it more, uh, maybe, I'd say you got to get more into your Joker and your being, and then you're you're into Yoda because you got to get the you got to get a little bit of that um that movie nerd comic booky into Star Wars genre. So yeah. once you get your Jokers and your and your your beans out of the way, but. You know, people can spend a lot of time around Joker territory, especially now that you've got so many options, yeah. so many places to go with a Joker impression that you can spend a I'm, lot of time there at a party with annoying people doing impressions. 
I only Myself respect and included. Pe- yeah, I only respect people now who do Hamill Joker impressions. <laughs> I only respect people who do Jared Leto Joker impressions. <laughs> and the Joker <laughs> baby. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I actually have a T-shirt that says uh, "Jared Leto Jokers Only," I, and I I wear it to to parties. <laughs> I don't own that T-shirt. God no, never, never. I can't I, even make a joke about it. <laughs> that'd be awful. Um, if that actually existed, it would be awful. <laughs> um, I, I love the I, I love the idea of someone saying like hashtag not my Joker when a new Joker movie or a new Joker actor gets announced because their Joker is Jared Leto. Like, that's that's the hill that they choose to die on. Enough of this Mark Hamill, enough of this Heath Ledger, enough of this Joaquin Phoenix. Get my Joker, Jared Leto, to be performing in the next DC movie. I, God, no. I can actually imagine 20 years down the line, you'll get one of those awful hipster ranking sites that does mm. controversial stuff for clicks. Oh right, yeah. Jared Leto is the best ever Joker. Ten no. reasons why Jared Leto's Joker is actually the best performance. You know what? Actually, I'm saying putting your stand line. Someone's probably already done it. Yeah, that <laughs> article exists for sure. Yeah. Uh, so where where were we? Um, if are we done with Yoda? Jedi? My I... favorite Jedi. I think that's yeah. We've we've covered it there. Um, can I, can well, I give some honorable mentions? Just yes, please do, please do. I I think just. Close third place for me was Qui Gon Jin. Qui Gon Jin was also an honorable mention for me. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely deserves to be mentioned. Just f- skirting around the edges of favorite, but yeah. um, couldn't like it in there. Look, uh, Skywalker, uh, Ahsoka Tano probably is one of the best written characters in the entire franchise. Definitely, uh, yeah. Whether she counts as a Jedi anymore, I don't. Oh yeah, she is for sure. Or at least was at some point. It's um, I'm not 100 where where that lies at the minute, but definitely was a Jedi at, at some stage. So it's Calcast with further I was media. Say Calcast, Calcast is, yeah. could, could work his uh, way up those rankings. Yeah, I'm playing through Fallen Order at the minute. Calcastus is great, uh, really cool Jedi, and you get to make your own lightsaber in that game, which is very very cool. Listen, <laughs> and I knew. There's loads of controversy over the direction her character maybe went near the end. I I still think she was one of the strongest parts of the sequel trilogy. I think Ray is also yeah. a great Jedi. I think Ray is a great Jedi, especially in like Daisy Ridley's performance, particularly. Maybe not the best written character, but I think most of the sequels suffer from more plot the plot writing rather than the character writing. I think the characters are all pretty good. Uh, apart from like lack of actually being able to do anything but again i think that's more i think that's more down to them just not doing anything cool than the characters themselves i think all those performances are absolutely excellent in in the sequels i I like yeah i don't think there's any characters in the sequels that i don't like um there's just characters i wish i got to see them do uh better stuff in better movies (laughs) Uh, ada secura for seemingly inventing dual wielding I uh, always yeah. thought her lightsaber combat was cool. And finally, Kiadi Mundu for having the most mocked line in the entire franchise and still surviving as a relatively loved character. What what line is this? But what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Unlucky. Sorry, it's probably not the most marked. That's probably the sand line, but the man got <laughs> rinsed for that line. But the man got the man got rinsed. <laughs> I like I like the idea. The man got rinsed as if like in universe he got roasted for that as well. Like they're sitting at the Jedi Council and it's just and he's just getting roasted for it every time they come in. Oh, what about the attack on the Wookiees? Oh, wait. <laughs> so, Key, did, did you get those Wookiees sorted out? <laughs> uh, what an unfortunate line to say. That is true. That's true friendship, isn't it? When you can just say one thing one day. That's not even embarrassing. Just say one thing and that's it. You'll just get roasted for it for the rest of your days. You don't even have to... Don't even doesn't even have to be remotely embarrassing. You just say something and no one responds to it, and that's game over. That's that's all that has to happen, and that's that's <laughs> real friendship. <laughs> yeah. Awful. Well, anyway, we can't talk Jedi without, of course, talking Sith. So, look, who is your favorite Sith character? Um. Well, it's actually a relatively difficult one because I actually think. There is no Sith that I would say sort of embodies every concept of what it is to be a Sith as well as I think Obi-Wan does for Jedi's. Like, I think yeah. each actually maybe embodies a different aspect, be it rage, anger, fear. Uh, yeah. So um, I think I will just uh, try to go with the one that I think is the most iconic Sith, and this is a really lazy, lazy, lazy pick, but I think he is the best Sith in the whole series, and that's Darth Vader. This yeah. shock, folks, Darth Vader is the <laughs> best Sith in the whole franchise. But if you will let me defend my really basic bitch pick... I don't I think, think it needs that much defense. That, go ahead, though. I think he is the most well-rounded Sith. Yeah. He... The other Sith, um, up until maybe, uh, actually, I think he was the every Sith up until Kylo Ren being the next one, uh, apart from him, were basically just mustache twirling villains. Darth Maul <laughs> never really did anything that made him say, "Oh, he he's just he's a flawed character who maybe still has some good in him." Sidious is basically a hundred percent evil. Yeah, Count, Count Dooku is literally. Christopher, I, I love Count Dooku. I think it was actually a toss-up between Count Dooku and Darth Vader for my favourite Sith. Count Dooku is literally just uh, Christopher Lee going as camp as possible. It's fantastic. <laughs> like he, he literally grins when he says that, twist the pride, double the fall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Count Dooku doesn't really need to say any lines. He could just come on screen every time and go, oh, ho, ho. Oh ho 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 ho! Oh ho ho! Like that—that's that whole character. It's just signature look I'm of superiority. Bad. I'm I'm being naughty over here. Like that's <laughs> that's his whole. That's it. That's all he needs to do. He doesn't need to say anything. He doesn't need to do anything evil. He just is bad. He's a bad yeah. guy being bad, and I love yes. him. I love him for it. But yes. Darth Vader, I think, is the most three-dimensional Sith in the whole uh, franchise up until... Well, sorry, he's, he's, still, he's still a better written character than Kylo Ren, but I think, honestly, after him, Kylo Ren is actually the best written. That's going to be controversial, but I think 
just from a pure sort of character perspective, I think after him, Kylo Ren is the most fully fleshed out character as a Sith. Um, yeah. But Darth Vader starts out as the big baddie at the start of episode four. You know, he comes on, he cleans up. Well, no, sorry, it's the Stormtroopers clean house and then he comes on and lit, picks up uh, your fella Antilles and chokes him to death. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the best ever introductions a villain's had and he spends the whole movie one, either choking people or, or trying to do it and being stopped by Grand Moth Tarkin. Yeah. Just, so, yeah, he starts out complete baddie, Complete body, but thick arm. <laughs> oh man, Darth Vader finna make me act up right now. He's a body. <laughs> Sorry, I've got to stop saying body now because that's all I'm gonna think of. Off the rails. So hundred percent evil, but the twist in episode five, you start to inject this little bit of humanity in that you find out that he was. Anakin Skywalker, this once great Jedi, and obviously back then people wouldn't didn't really know anything about all that stuff because well there hadn't been any movies about him. <laughs> yeah, I then actually think Darth Vader's redemption, where he takes off the masks, is something like where uh, Luke says something about save them, and he just says, "You already saved me." Yeah, is one of the most single most emotional lines in cinema i'm actually getting goosebumps kind of thinking about it and yeah that he sacrifices himself to save his son and his redemption is complete at that moment uh although it's kind of made more awkward by the prequels when it's just like um yeah he did kill quite a few children and yeah you can't really redeem yourself from that yeah Which is only, and honestly, even it's even in the original trilogy, like blowing up planets, etc. I suppose it could, like, at least that you can kind of, you could kind of uh, explain it by like, he was keeping his hands off it, so maybe he doesn't see it as him committing that act. But I mean, the the prequels make it pretty hard to defend. Yeah, it's it's honestly, I think it was a misstep. I think, um, I think doing that. Uh, made the cheapened the redemption a bit because it's like he knew he can't really redeem himself. He was irredeemable at that point. But I think yeah. the original three tech and isolation, it's it's one is one of the best redemption arcs in film. I, I, should I talk about Anakin Skywalker if I'm talking about best Sith as Darth Vader? Uh, we count like Anakin Skywalker as a Jedi. No, we can talk about Anakin. But before you do, I'll just say I I was I was struggling with this because i was thinking of who to say and i really didn't want to say darth vader but i also i struggled with it because i knew if i didn't say darth vader i would just be lying because darth vader is is far and ahead my favorite sith as well i want to say i was probably gonna say darth maul second but that's just because he's so cool you know (laughs) he's he's the first one that came to mind but that's it's just because he he looks and is very very cool and he does to be fair he does get a bit more rounded out in some uh you know extended media and stuff but he still is kind of just he's just meant to be cool he is he is the mace windu to the sith world you know um where he just exists to be a very cool guy who fights super well has some badass music and uh just is cool um 
so I mean honorable mention to be so cool that I'm like almost making you my favorite just because you're cool you gotta be very cool to do that so um definite honorable mention there I do want to talk a little bit about Kylo Ren because I think Kylo Ren thinking about it would be my my second favorite yeah after after Darth Vader so uh, I'll just say a little bit about Kylo Ren because I think he is really cool like just very cool villain really nice introduction and then we get some a, a good bit of character with him as well that like mm-hmm. we we see across across the three movies that again I don't want to I don't want to diss the sequels but um I do want to I want to give the the characters from that a good mention because the characters are definitely the strength of those movies I think um, he's too small he is very small <laughs> that is very true as well a, a wide chested man uh, <laughs> um but yeah to see like I, I, you sort of you see a lot of uh, Anakin, I think, in in Kylo Ren, but especially his fear more so than his anger. Like where, as you're saying, there's different aspects that drive the Sith, and Anakin's probably biggest one. You see, is you see him go through a lot of them. Like you're saying, Darth Vader kind of encapsulates a lot of those. Uh, what goes into being a Sith, the anger and the fear and the hate and all that. Um, whereas Kylo, I think you see just that fear come through constantly of like, he doesn't know kind of what move to make next. And he's just, he, he gives in to his fear and that's what makes him a Sith. And then his redemption, I feel is really strong uh, in Rise of Skywalker, even though I don't like the movie, whatever. I really like his redemption in that. I Because I think from the start, I was hoping for a redemption from him because you could see his conflict so strongly. Um, and I, yeah, I really like that character. Very cool lightsaber also, but we're going to get to all that stuff later. I've got well, lots of I, categories. <laughs> well, absolutely. I think um, the relationship between um, Ray and Kylo Ren, I think is by far and away the strongest part of the sequels. Uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed that storyline all the way through. Um, it's why I get, I get kind of annoyed by criticism of Ray. I think throughout the three movies, all the best parts of those three movies involve Ray or Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, as you said, Kylo Ren with it. I know I said kind of do me saying, I think I almost sh- should say, I think it was joint second for me was Kylo Ren. And yeah. It's, it's tricky Duke. because uh, I think Kylo Ren maybe isn't necessarily a Sith the whole way through. And because there's so much conflict, it's hard to like, he doesn't come to mind straight away when you think of the villains uh, compared to the likes of Dooku that is about as villainous as one can get, as you said, literal like twiddling their mustache. Um, so I think it, it like Kylo Ren didn't come to mind straight away. And I think that's because he's not, he doesn't stand as this imposing villain figure the way that Darth Vader does. Um, but yeah, great. Some, some, just some great characters all around, I think. Also probably, I, I, knew, I knew he's not, uh, I know it's not like as striking as Darth Vader's like is, but I honestly think in terms of character design, uh, with, with regards to Sith anyway, uh, sort of excluding Darth Maul because his look was great, but wasn't actually that different from sort of what most Sith wore. I thought yeah. the look they went for in terms of the costume and the mask for Kylo Ren yeah. was one of their most original designs. Definitely, and a great way to like, yeah, Pay, pay homage definitely like instantly recognizable as as the bad guy but 
um, still kept it different. They they didn't make, as you say, it's not as imposing as Vader, but I think that's sort of on purpose. They made him different. They made this, you know, they made him a different character and they made his look kind of according to that. Yeah. He has that. He has the, that slightly more medieval look because you've got like the Knights of Ren and stuff that I think there is like a medieval quality to that uh, that costume. I I, I really like the Kylo Ren costume. The, 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 the look works so well because it fits his character. It's almost like... Um, it's, it's like what you would get if you went edgy goth boy who wants to look like Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like that costume, though. Yeah. Very cool. Um, did you want to talk about Anakin or will we move on? I, I think sort of... I, I think the, the, the origins of Darth Vader, I was always going to say, was the origins of Darth Vader were weaved... Uh, quite well, I think, through parts yeah. of the of the prequel trilogy. I, I don't think a lot of what happens in those movies is, is uh, that relevant to talking about Sith, because obviously, uh, for most the most part, he is quite heroic in those. He is a good guy. It's only really sort of those moments like the the massacre of the Sand People. Yeah. <laughs> Another line, which is, you know, is. It's, it's been mocked so much it's almost beloved now about the women and the yeah. children. Yeah. Again, tr- trying to make them look really irredeemable there, George. <laughs> yeah, um, tricky, tricky. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, 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 you can see how the the once the great hope for the Jedi and the light side of the Force could fall and become the most feared Sith Lord of all time. Yeah, you can all, yeah, it's one of those things you can almost see, like, it makes you see why the Empire is so strong when it comes to a new hope. You can see why hope is effectively lost because it, it only took this one guy to fall that not only did it collapse then the, the Jedi and, and the, you know, all of the, what was good in the universe, but it also just showed how vulnerable they were that this the guy as you say who's meant to kind of meant to bring balance to the force um that he could rise to become kind of the embodiment of everything awful uh that yeah you can you can see why people were really losing hope um by the time episode four comes around and i think yeah the the prequels definitely do that very well and where there are some things they do weaker i think that's definitely one of the strong strong points of the prequels uh, for sure. Now, let's see. I have a couple of other characters. Um, these probably we won't need to talk about for as long. Uh, favorite bounty hunter. Um, there's not a lot of super famous bounty hunters, but we there's definitely a few kind of pretty recognizable ones. Um, do you have a favorite bounty hunter? I mean, my favorite's obviously Boba Fett, so I'm not going to bother talking about it that much. Boba <laughs> Fett's uh, been done to death, and it's not even like there's actually that much that happens to him i think with most great bounty hunters it's 99 percent about his look that makes him so cool <laughs> he, he yes. does nothing in the original trilogy if you actually look at it uh, no, but all he does all he does is uh fly into the side of jabba's uh ship and then fall into the sarlacc pit he, he's, he escapes he's a bumbling his... he's a bumbling idiot in those movies mate <laughs> yeah. useless he doesn't do anything yeah. useful Darth Vader tells him no no disintegrations, implying that previously he disintegrated someone when he wasn't meant to. The guy's an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) 
is a moron in those movies. Oh, the robot chickens uh, sketches with Boba Fett are Flawless. so funny. Oh, Absolutely. Honestly, go. Uh, you can you can you can pause our podcast now, or you can wait. You can listen to the rest of the podcast and then look up. But please, if you, if you just want to laugh, look up Robot Chicken Boba Fett. Yeah, it's so absolutely. funny. They are anyway, so, hilarious. So, so it's like, in my mind, Boba Fett's well clear for me. So I'm not going to bother talking about it. Instead, I want that highlight something. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure this is canon. I think it is. I don't think it's Legends. I think it is canon. But I just want to talk about... The, <laughs> the craziest uh, bounty hunter origin story I can think of. And it's like, you know IG-88? Yeah. Um, so he's like, if, if you don't know, I can't remember. I think there's a white one and a black one. I, uh, I think he's the white one. Uh, he's the droid that's part of Darth Vader's bounty hunter team. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Empire Strikes Back, it, it sort of looks like uh, um, an earbud. <laughs> he does look like an earbud. <laughs> um, so his origin story, right? It's 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 short, but it's so brutal. He was created to be the perfect assassin in a lab. Yeah. But um, because he... they created the perfect assassin, he massacres all the scientists oh, in the lab gosh. when he wakes up. Awful. Uh, yes, the the IG units actually. So obviously in Star Wars, that's how kind of the droids work. They're all, uh, they all have specific. That's why there's so many that look similar but are slightly different. IG units basically are droids designed to be assassins, and um, because there is a a different IG, I want to say IG forty two, but that could be completely wrong. And um, white shows one up. and a black one. I can't. Well, there there are several different ones. I, um, yeah, but as, yes, one, think... one shows up in the Mandalorian. It's voiced by Taika Waititi. Uh, it's very good um but yeah basically they are designed to be killers they are some of the most feared bounty hunters in the galaxy um for that reason they're just designed to kill and they are being droids they have precision aim they can rotate each individual part of their body like 360 degrees so they are firing in all directions uh, with blasters they can fire you know multiple shots at once they don't need to they can't be distracted because they are droids um they are ruthless killers uh but yeah ig is very cool i think sorry this is just this is the <laughs> only other thing i thought of about ig because like most of the other bounty hunters from the movies there's no backstory apart from this <laughs> yeah there's no lines the only other thing i thought about is i actually do have a lego minifigure of him i think he came with the death star so i have very cool <laughs> ig88 does come with the death star actually i know that for, for a fact i don't know why i know that that's a weird fact <laughs> to know that ig88 comes with that he never appears in the death star which is weird he's not in episode four and in episode I guess five they just, we're between death stars i guess they just didn't know what to do with it where <laughs> where to put that minifig because to be fair yeah as a character that like appears in one scene in a movie and is still as with like I feel like Star Wars is probably one of the most famous, uh, famous movies or series of movies, franchises across everything. Uh, most famous for doing that of like random characters shows up in a background for two scenes. That character's got a 50 page backstory online or in a comic somewhere or in a novel in whatever. There's so much extended media for Star Wars that obviously a lot of it is now legends. But um, yeah, there's no one, no one exists in Star Wars that doesn't have a backstory. 
um, which is so funny that you can, it's just random person shows up. And because like the original trilogy, so much of what makes those like sets or that the droids are made out of is just like stuff. It's literally like washing machine parts or whatever. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we made the droids. I think there's one of the droids, it's like an ice cream machine or something, like strapped to a bin or whatever. And that that's... must be the gunk droid. The gunk is, is gun- literally a bin, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is he uh, the medical droid as well? Might be something yeah. like that. Yeah, where it's it's literally just they just taped some bits of plastic and and weird machinery that kind of look vaguely space 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 esque. I don't know what the word would be. Um, vaguely Star Warsy. They just attach some of these together, and that is now a beloved character that's gonna go down in history. I just think that. If I, I really like that. That makes me smile. Um, now, my favorite bounty hunter, I'm going to say, is uh, Mando from The Mandalorian, which I feel, if you've seen Mandalorian, you'd probably uh, be inclined to agree. Pedro Pascal, favorite of the podcast also. Um, he's just really great. So It's a really great character. One of the few bounty hunters that we do actually get to spend some time with and see kind of uh, explored. But a, a really great character, um, very badass also. Uh, you know, I mean, shares the, a look with Boba Fett, except he's got shiny armor. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just a really great character. We get to see Boba Fett actually in uh, Mandalorian season two, doing some very, very cool stuff. So he, he proves that he's not an idiot in the show. But yeah, Mandalorian, there isn't a lot to say because he is a very stoic character as well. And he is kind of a classic bounty hunter. Um, but he's just a, a very cool character and it's a really great show. So um, it definitely deserves deserves to be mentioned uh, in this bounty hunter section for sure. Um, look, you'll get right to it someday. Mandalorian's great. Yeah. <laughs> I have two two little character sections here. We'll try and get through them as quick as we can. Uh, favorite droid. This probably won't require much talking because the droids don't tend to have character. This is mainly just down to uh, look or the vague beeps and boops that they make. Um, do you have a favorite droid? I'm gonna. I'll, I'll let you have R two D two because I mean, let's be honest. I, I, mine actually. I I actually have a, a non R two D two answer. Um, if you if you want to take it or we can say r2d2 and then we can <laughs> we can both have our, our individual answers if you want because i do have one yeah yeah uh, i think uh, my favorite's r2d2 obviously but yeah i just i love i absolutely love the just regular battle droids in the clone wars tv series <laughs> that is oh that's a great pick i they aren't even thinking that they are so funny <laughs> yeah absolute idiots absolute idiots um i have a lot of uh honorable mentions for droids just because there are so many cool ones um i'm gonna honorable mention the super battle droid that i think a lot of people think is uncool i think the super battle droid is very cool and very scary um but big super battle droid fan i really like uh ktso from um rogue one those <laughs> imperial droids, I, I think, are quite cool looking. Um, but also, that droid is just very funny as well. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say my my favorite though, my all well, my non rtd 2 favorite uh, is going to be um, BD1, also from Jedi Fallen Order, uh, the little droid that oh, yeah. kind of follows you around and um, gives you stim packs when you are dying, as I am every few seconds in that game because I'm bad at games. <laughs> but I like. That, that droid i really like that design of like the 
he has little legs and he kind of runs around. He sort of looks, I don't know, like a weird mm, squirrel chipmunk rodent guy. I like that he has legs. I don't know why <laughs> instead of wheeling around. Um, I just think that's quite cool. Uh, yeah, I like the design a lot. It's a cute little droid. Um, he kind of, he still has some degree of personality uh, that you kind of, you can have those, you can have those little droids be a little bit more expressive and stuff, which I think is quite cool. Um, but yeah, I like BD-1 from Jedi Fallen Order. But yeah, the, the droids are all, there's all, there's lots of cool droids, you know? Um, but yeah, it's mostly just down to design, isn't it? The droids, it's just, yeah. um, there's so many things that look cool. I'm going to say honor, on dishonorable mention C-3PO. Man, F that guy. He sucks. <laughs> I love him, but he sucks. He's an absolute poindexter. Get him out of my movies. Well, he's very much needed when they need someone to translate languages. Then it's all like, where's C3PO? We need him to tell exactly. us what the Ewok's saying. Exactly. <laughs> uh, a, a, a beloved character, but also very annoying i don't like him at all he would not be my friend <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right and last one i feel like there's only one real answer to this but also i needed a category where we could mention this character favorite criminal <laughs> favorite criminal um is it jin jin Erso from rogue one kind oh that's a good one yeah i guess like a, as a as a rebel kind of uh yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good shout. The I mean the reason I'm including this was so we could say Han Solo. Oh yeah, uh, well, he's <laughs> as a smuggler because I as I wrote the other things I was like, well he's not really a bounty hunter. We can't really include it there, but you know there needed to be a, an option that, that we could include him in. So I thought I would add the criminal section to so that uh, we could say Han Solo. Um, yeah, I, lo- I love Han Solo. He would. He was probably actually my runner-up for favorite overall character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, a very very high up there on the list um again not controversial we don't have many controversial picks <laughs> but the, you know classics are classics for a reason i think and hansolo definitely fits into that a, a great character are there any any other real like super great criminal characters jabba the hut i guess <laughs> oh, boy, uh, he's um, so is, is is wato a criminal uh, he's sort of i mean he does some underhand dealings and stuff he's also i mean not a good character by any means he's awful slavery's not illegal on Tatooine, so not, he's not yeah i guess it's not crime <laughs> uh, dude, honestly be honest is or oh, the guy who tries to sell uh obi-wan death sticks in episode two. Oh yeah 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 <laughs> to be fair all nice. the best criminals in the star wars franchise are like um I, well, I, no, they are canon, but I think a lot of their stories have been withdrawn. It's like yeah. it's the Black Sun Gang or something. It's yeah. like a big organized crime group throughout the galaxy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, is that the one that uh, Darth Maul runs? Or there's uh, something that Darth Maul, after he uh, gets his legs chopped off, etc., he basically goes to some of the, the outer rim worlds and just runs like a criminal empire. Um, after he's kind of disgraced by the Sith or whatever. I don't really know. I don't know that much about the extended lore, just bits and pieces. I watched Rebels when it came out, so I watched some of it when it was on TV, but because I watched it that way and as a child on the normal TV, there is definitely big gaps in my 
in uh, how much of Rebels I've actually seen. So there's there's going to be some some gaps in our knowledge, but that's that's okay. That's how we enjoy things the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's all the characters. Now we have some other categories that I think we'd be remiss to not mention. Um, oh, this is a good one. I haven't actually thought about this at all. Favorite ship, favorite Star Wars spaceship. Um, I do have one, and it's a real it's a real out of left field rant. It's not like a famous one at all, and I just like it. <laughs> but do you have one, or will I go with mine? Yeah, I I've got one. I thought this one's a really popular pick for best mm-hmm. ship until people told me that they hear it and it was like really <laughs> ugly my favorite slave one the fat ship i really oh, like yeah it. yeah it's a great ship i didn't know that was unpopular i think that's a yes. that's a great looking ship it's also um, i've got it in lego and it's one of my favorite lego models nice yeah slave one's great i've got that that like sonic boom cannon as well yeah that's that that noise that like when it does that i forget what that uh pulse is actually called but we'll just call it sonic boom pulse for now Th- that made that side that is like a oh <laughs> chef's kiss kind of noise um they actually i mean spoilers i guess but he, he uses that again in mandalorian season two and it's a noise that i didn't realize i had forgotten from the prequels until i heard it again and i was like oh this is bringing something back <laughs> that is a just I mean, Star Wars like has so many great sound effects in it, you know, um, so many like innovative sound effects as well for like the sci-fi genre. That yeah, uh, no, Slave One is a great choice. My favorite ship, and I feel like this is really boring. My favorite ship is the Lambda Shuttle. Do you know what the Lambda Shuttle is? It's a uh, one of the one of the Empire ships. It's basically the um, I think it's the one that Darth Vader lands in in one of the movies but basically it's oh, yeah, yeah. the big ship it's got three wings one kind of goes straight up in the air and then the others go out, out to the sides um like a like oh, the yeah. lam- like the lambda sign you know how like, yeah, all the yeah, ships I are know. named after letters and stuff um I, I knew the one you're talking about now uh it's it's yeah 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 it's in like episode six or something yeah it's a very nerd pick I think it's also in Rogue One I think um Ben Mendelsohn's character flies in on a Lambda shuttle as well. Um, I just think it looks really cool. I think that like the three wings and they fold up when it lands and then fold out when it's flying. Um, it's got like the little thin slit window at the front, which I, I think looks really cool. Yeah, I, I, it's a weird pick because it's not like a famous ship at all. <laughs> it's literally just like one of the utility ships that the Empire uses. But I think it looks so cool. And it, I, I feel like that ship is super ominous as well. When you see it fly in, I think there's more so in Rogue One um, just because of like the, the special effects are a bit better and the, it's framed a bit more ominous. But like I, it, there's something scary about the Lambda Shuttle, I think, that it kind of it commands a lot of power when it arrives down or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think Lambda Shuttle, weird one. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can you can give it a Google um but yeah star wars ships are great i mean classics millennium falcon obviously x-wings tie fighters really great tie interceptor the superior uh tie fighter if you ask me um personally um it's totally like you know it's like the you knew the photo of like the two twins or whatever and it's like josh the killer (laughs) josh or whatever that's like tie fighter now that tie interceptor for sure, for sure. 
Uh, I think the tie interceptor is very cool. Um, yeah, man, there's there's lots of great ships, you know. I think uh, you've got to love a. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Count Dooku Solar Sailor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to beat. <laughs> Same with the the tie fighter tie interceptor star destroyer super star destroyer. Um, <laughs> great, just great. So many great Star Wars ships, and I know those things are just big triangles, but to make a big triangle look cool is a testament to spaceships being cool and badass you know mm. um but yeah i, always I have think that. i could i, I could say. change my answer on on favorite ship a lot because i i love all of them really i was going to say the random one is the the republic gunship will always hold a special place in my heart because the original star wars battlefront 2 I always had the strategy in space battles where if you landed that one in the other uh, side's hangar, it created a spawn point. So you could you could fly in and, and you basically could spawn in as many times as you needed to go in. And you, from mm. inside, you could, just, you could blow up a whole load of the ship's systems, turn oh. in the battle in your tide. So I've always got a special place in my heart for the Republic gunship because of that. That is good. That is good. Um... Yeah, I think the honest I, I don't I feel like there's no ships, Star Wars ships that that missed, you know. I can't think of any that I actually think look dumb. I'm I'm trying, but actually I I I don't love uh the Mandalorian ship, which I've just forgotten what it's called. I think it's like named after a maybe not the buzzard, but something like that. Um I don't really like it just personally, <laughs> but I, I I think every other ship is just cool man they're they're all cool um, it's it's i don't want to be too harsh on it because it's like it was supposed to look like crap but the do you remember the ship they like flew uh anakin and ahsoka flew in this clone wars movie and then like early on the clone wars series it was uh, mm. it was a heap of trash but it was supposed <laughs> to be so yes yeah yeah they're not they're not all tens but I feel like there's very few that are like below a, a five or a six, you know. Um, all right, lightsaber. This is a big one. Favorite lightsaber? No. Oh, it's so. Tr- I mean, it, it's kind of not tricky, but it is also. I've I have so many picks for this too, but I have some standouts. Um, go for it. Go for it. You tell me. Um. I think kind of the easy way out would just be to say Kylo Ren's like long sword lightsaber, but I think it's more challenging to just pick a regular lightsaber and like the yeah, intricacy yeah, of easy, it is yeah. the hilt design. See him as like you can say like Darth Maul or like uh the Inquisitors all have quite like um special looking lightsabers, but yeah, I think picking like a classic hilt, that's the those are kind of my favorites anyway. Something about just the classic, like no gimmicks, it feels classier, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, go for it. So with that in mind, if we're if we're to believe Obi Wan and that the lightsaber is a gentleman's weapon, mm. well then who who else could claim to have the classiest looking lightsaber than Count Dooku? I was gonna say Count Dooku, the curved hilt. Come on, Ooh, it's just what an excellent lightsaber. It is magnificent. Character so well. It's just like yeah. I am so rich and so evil that I literally got a different lightsaber for help to everyone yeah. else just because I could. It is like if 
if lightsabers could be sword canes, that's <laughs> what they would be, you know? You can't really have a lightsaber that hides within a cane, but if you could, like, that's the equivalent of, you know, uh, you know Draco Malfoy's dad in Harry Potter, yeah. his wand is inside his cane? That's, like, yeah. the equivalent of, of Count Dooku's lightsaber, the, the curved hilt. Is it, like, wooden? It almost looks like wood as well. It's, like, a brownish colour, maybe? Or it certainly has, like, some kind oh, of rich colour in it. I can't um, remember, but the coloring is also very nice. On yeah, it. It, yeah. it just looks, it's such a, um, I'll, I'll, I'll do the PG version of this for the podcast, but it's such an FU weapon. Yeah, you you know that lightsaber was presented to him in like a red velvet case, you know, like they took the, they take the, the like glass presentation off it. It's sitting in like silk. It's, you know, tied in like a brown rustic paper and he, he takes it out. He's got like that new car smell like yeah. he's not he's not building that in a cave you know um <laughs> that's that is designed by uh you know the the highest minds of um the classiest and most upper class uh places um yeah a a, a perfect lightsaber to fit the character i think um personally i mean i'm going to say honorable mention to Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. I, I love Darth Vader's lightsaber. It's it's the lightsaber I have. Actually, that's that's gonna be my follow-up to this, but I'll get to that after. I'm gonna say actual favorite. Man, it's tricky. It is real tricky. Um I think I'm just gonna have to say Obi-Wan. Uh, I mean, it's I uh, again similar to the Darth Vader thing earlier. If I said something else, I would just be trying to say something different because. I know these answers like inside and out. I know my favorites and I would just be lying to myself. I love that Obi-Wan lightsaber, especially just the like the emitter part that the little like it's got the thin stalk up and then goes out into the the wider uh, emitter bit, like the big circle. Yeah. I just I like it so much, man. I, I love Obi-Wan's lightsaber. Um, but yes, oh sorry, my follow-up question is I, I know you have a few lightsabers, but do you know what the first lightsaber or favorite lightsaber you own is lightsaber toy you own is the the what? one that I own is uh, Darth Vader's. That's the one that I have. It's um also I'm saying the one that I own. It's not like one of the fancy ones. It's like the toy ones that you know you <laughs> hit the button and a, a large plastic thing shoots out of it. That's what I mean by when I say I own that one. <laughs> none yeah. of the not none of these cool light up and make noises ones. No no. Uh, I can actually um. My favorite one, and this is so unbelievably loserish, is I have a, I mean, <laughs> there's like a bit in Disneyland. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, yeah. Not in the Star Wars bit where you can make your own lightsaber. So it's my own custom one's my favorite one. But I can remember the first lightsaber toy I got was um, me and my brother got the same one. I think it was um, Anakin's lightsaber and you could uh, extend it out and you could turn on the light. And the Very like cool. change color from blue to red. Uh, so, so I, I think I we'll actually all... we probably have the same one there, or yeah. slight differences between Anakin's and Obi Wan's, or Anakin's and Darth Vader's, because it is a lot of it is, is similar. Um, very cool. But yeah, I, I like the the plastic ones because if I get a lightsaber, I, I want to be able to whack it off stuff, you yeah. know, and I want to be able to do duels with my friends when <laughs> when we play with lightsabers. <laughs> I don't want something I have to I have to not touch. You know, I don't want to be afraid of swinging it around when I get a lightsaber. Best um, ones for dueling are like the non-light up ones. They're just because yeah. they're made of like thicker colored plastic. 
you yeah. really want to close off each other. And if they do break, you've lost maybe five points. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're cheap as anything. Yeah. I um, actually buy one. I've got one at home, but like I think there's only one, so I want to duel someone. Oh, yeah, I, don't, I don't worry, I've got... I have, I have Darth Vader's and uh, my brother has Obi-Wan's, so no Listen, stress. All else fails, big stick, does the job. That is also very true. Very, very true. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, I have a couple of things, just a couple of things to go through. Um, favourite song? I, I, I feel like there's one real answer for this, but favourite Star Wars piece of music? Um, there, I've actually no. There's a there's a few answers in this. We, we talked a bit about Star Wars in our soundtracks episode, but what favorite favorite song from Star Wars? Um, I'm I'm gonna say Jewel of the Fates. It's it's so hard to not say that. I have like I mean, the so many of the songs are great, you know. But Jewel of the Fates, it just right from the start, you know. There's no messing around, and straight away you're like, yep, this is it. <laughs> I'm in it now. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of great tunes. I don't know. What do you have any any other favorites? Uh, I might get the name wrong. I think it's called the Skywalker theme. It's the really emotional one that sort of yeah, swells yeah, yeah. up. Any like it usually plays like the near the end of someone's. I think it, it's the one that's like it's yeah. It starts off really quiet, it's like, and then it just gets louder and louder. And it's like I I I get like goosebumps every time I hear. I don't know if it plays when he says this, but it's. All I can think of when I sort of think about the line, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I know exactly what song you're thinking of. It's it's the song to give Star Wars nerds goosebumps, isn't it? Like, yeah. you want to make Star Wars nerds cry? Play that song. No, that's that's definitely my, my second pick. And honestly, I probably prefer that piece of music, but just for like Star Wars-ness, Jewel of the Fates is just unbelievable. But yeah, I mean, the Star Wars theme, you know, the big, uh, the when the credits roll, uh, you've got like um, the, oh, flip, I've forgotten it. Like the Darth, the song that plays when yeah. Darth Vader walks on, you know. The Imperial March. Imperial uh, March, thank I mean, you. Sometimes <laughs> it's really funny just to like stick that on like your phone and then just walk into a room or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like play it, play it on your headphones when you're walking somewhere else so like no one else knows. But you're just walking through Asda, like dun, 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 really know? turns into like almost a strut. Like there's no way to not walk arrogantly when you've got that yeah. music. Yeah, you're like you can't pick up your groceries and not just feel superior to <laughs> the peppers you hold in your hand. You know, <laughs> I find your lack of protein disturbing. <laughs> It seems anyway. in your anger you've crushed the pepper. <laughs> Excellent. I think we need to do Star Wars themed shopping more often, Luke. <laughs> um, all right. Now, okay, a couple of things. Blast through them, blast through them. Um, favorite non-ship vehicle, because uh, obviously there's a lot of vehicles in Star Wars that aren't spaceships. Uh, I actually have one from the sequels. I really like the... Um, the sort of updated, it's in The Last Jedi, I think, uh, the sort of updated version of the ATSTs or the AT-80s um, that are sort of, they're more like gorilla looking. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? And when Kylo Ren is getting them all to like fire on Luke, but it's actually the ghost version of Luke or whatever. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the ones. Those that, I mean, just like, 
ATATs on or ATSTs on steroids, you know. But I think they're very just so cool looking, just big bulky uh, machines that just like crush and stuff. Very very cool. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite? I've got two in my head. I'm I'm only gonna say two just because. Uh... I think one of them maybe really doesn't count this or want to get in. <laughs> and it's like, it's the big sort of dog alien thing that oh, will yeah. be one ride. Yes, yes. <laughs> in episode three. I just love that <laughs> thing for some reason. Yeah. Weird lizard chicken thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to be I used to be really good at doing the sign. I can't I can't remember <laughs> what the sign is. I used to be really oh, good God. at doing don't do it. Don't try. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can't remember what the sound is, so I can't do it. I the can sort of visualise it in my head, but there's absolutely no way I'm attempting that. Yeah. The other one I thought is, it's not even that cool of a it's just because after seeing the scene, I so badly want to have a go on one, is the speeder bikes <laughs> from episode yeah, yeah. six on the Endor. I just, I so want to go on them. They look so much fun. Yeah, speeder bikes, incredible. Uh, pod racers, incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just great, great vehicles as well. Um, man, oh, this is making me just love Star Wars. This whole this whole episode. Um, there's just so many good things in it. Okay, and last thing, I'm gonna close this out with this. Unless you have any anything else you really want to talk about, uh, your favorite uh, Star Wars video game. Because um, we talked about a couple of different games today, Fallen Order, and you mentioned like a strategy game. What is your favorite Star Wars video game? Only one choice for me. Nostalgia will play a part in this, but the original we're say Star the same Wars, thing, I... <laughs> the original Star Wars Battlefront Two. Oh, okay. So, we're not going to say the same thing. Uh, yeah, and I think I know what you're going to say, but I <laughs> love, love, love those games. But I just love Star Wars Battlefront Two so, so much. I played so yeah. much of it when I was a kid. I just, I adore it. It's, I, it's, it's. It, to my mind, it's the best shooting game ever made. Absolutely. Nice. It's, yeah. Uh, I didn't even need to be playing against other people. I spent all hours playing against the computer, just setting up. Not even like playing the campaign mode or anything. I just set up on instant action. And all these different map players, I would just sit and play it for hours. I was like, it, there was so many maps and so many different game modes. Like the hunt game modes were hilarious. Like you could set up. <laughs> It was like Wumpas versus Rebels. It was hilarious. The Rebels never even came close to winning. The Wumpas <laughs> absolutely uh, destroyed them every time. Same thing with uh, the, the Ewoks versus Stormtroopers. You play as an Ewok and just decimate the Stormtroopers. This is like the Ewoks' weapons were crap, but they yeah. were tiny and they moved really quickly. And like <laughs> all the Stormtroopers were scout trippers so they had sniper rifles so it was like impossible to hit the Ewoks. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I just I love that game so so much. It's like it's the only sorry it's on the PS2. It's the only like PS2 game I'd regular semi-regularly plug my PS2 back in to play again. Class, class. Yeah I, I haven't played Battlefront but for it to be like famous enough that I regard it as being good as someone who not only is uh not only hasn't played it but also just hasn't played really any games at all <laughs> i'm not a big gamer by any means so for it to stand out to me as like oh yeah that's a famously good game it must be good i'm gonna say what i thought you were gonna say when you said there's only one answer to this question because i believe there is only one answer to this question of course the greatest star wars game of all time is 
Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga. A flawless video game. There is nothing wrong with that game. There is zero, just nothing. that It could not, it could not be better. They, they got nothing wrong. They just got nothing wrong. You know, the Star Wars movies didn't even get nothing wrong. Regardless of how good they are, each movie does something imperfectly. The Lego Star Wars game, nothing. It's perfect. A perfect series of games. There's the new one coming out, the, the Skywalker saga, that's just yeah. like every single ge- every single movie. Amazing. Oh, amazing. It's a matter of time before they just do Lego Star Wars. It's all of Star Wars. <laughs> it's all the extended media, all the other movies, all the TV shows, just everything from Star Wars. It's just, you can you can replay Jedi Fallen Order, but it's Lego. <laughs> it's a matter of time before that game comes out. Star Wars, it's Lego Star Wars. It's all of Star Wars. <laughs> And Lego. honestly, I will pay one billion pounds for it. <laughs> Lego Anakin Skywalker slaughter the Lego younglings. Oh my god. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, Lego Star Wars just a perfect video game. Uh, but Battlefront's good too, whatever, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever see that video? It was like um it's uh it's two guys walking in their friend and he's like playing beatsy where he's got beer yes. and he's just like crouched down swiping from side to side it's like yeah oh can i have a go and he's like sure it's just like he puts it on all you hear is master skywalker, master skywalker. <laughs> there's too like, many this this isn't beat saber <laughs> master skywalker oh no <laughs> horrible anyway so many jokes for the star wars nerds in today's episode if you're not a Star Wars nerd, I honestly thank you from the bottom of my heart for making it through this. I don't know how you've lasted. I could hardly last, and I do like Star Wars. So <laughs> fair play, absolutely fair play if you have pushed through to this and you don't even like Star Wars. Um, let's move on. Look, you happy to move on to our next segment? I mean, yes. closing statement, we love Star Wars, mm-hmm. obviously. It's great. Even the bad stuff has good stuff in it. We like Star Wars. All the good stuff is great. And it's just, it's, they're, they're, they're classic movies for a reason. They've done so much for what we call sci-fi now. And um, yeah, it's, it's hard pressed to find, to, to not at least find something good in every movie. So big, big thumbs up from us. If you're one of those people who hasn't seen Star Wars, Cast your pride aside. Forget all this thinking you're cool just because you haven't seen Star Wars. They're great movies. Watch them. I, I promise. Okay? Not liking Star Wars is not good. Okay? I promise you'll like it. All right. Next Listen, segment. The, the only thing I'd say, and it's all I think about when I say I like Star Wars is, um, and I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but it was the Big Bang Theory. It's an episode where, Sheldon goes a bit weird and tr- tries to track down James Earl Jones and he finds him in a restaurant and James Earl Jones says after he approaches him he's just like looks really exasperated and says let me guess you like Star Wars and then his <laughs> face just changes he does this massive grin he's like I like Star Wars too <laughs> <laughs> great perfect I love it love it all right next segment uh this segment is have you seen this this is a little section of the show where we talk about what we've been watching or doing through the past week, and we have a little bit of a chat about it. Um, look, I'm going to actually recommend a podcast this week, uh, as you did last week. Um, so have you listened to 
the Triforce podcast? Uh, I have not, no. Uh, so the Triforce podcast, some of you may remember uh, in our YouTube favourites episode, I talked about the Oxcast a little bit. Um, three members of the Oxcast, Lewis, uh, Sips and Perian, have a podcast called the Triforce podcast. Um, it is literally about nothing. If you thought this podcast was about nothing, theirs is truly... There is no theme. There's no uh, topic or anything like that. They don't they don't stick to one thing. It's it's very short. It's they're all like kind of the guts of an R, some short or some slightly longer, but all relatively short podcasts. Um, they literally just jump on a bit of a catch up about what's happened during the week. And then sometimes they'll have like something interesting that they want to talk about. But it's mostly just very funny conversation. And they're all quite they're not like big personalities. There's also quite, you know, team guys, but they're very like uh, all quite stubborn and not argumentative, but get progressively louder as they all disagree with each other and shout their points over each other. So it's very silly. It's not like they're not having logical debates. It's stuff about like, you know, should, I don't know, when should you put milk in the tea first, which obviously you shouldn't, but like those kind of dumb arguments that they just, but they turn into absolute rise over uh well specifically Perian and Lewis will have big fallings out while Sips uh absolutely wets himself in the corner which I think is perfect <laughs> it's, it's a really funny podcast very easy to listen to um but yeah it's, it's just very very funny three British guys talking about British issues and um, it's just it's just real funny real it feels like uh, it's probably like a really UK centric podcast I feel like uh, if you're from the UK, it's very fun to listen to. If you're not, I don't know if it's enjoyable at all. But if you like that sort of humor, um, it's, it'll definitely be for you. So yeah, Triforce Podcast, um, ha- give it a listen. Look, what about you? Well, actually, for a change, I have watched loads of stuff this week. So uh, I, I was, I was uh, this one wasn't the best. I like this one, but the one I'm going to talk about wasn't the best one of the week um it's just the one that's freshest in my mind because i watched it last night so i'll save the the other ones for some other point but have you seen overlord oh i haven't seen overlord actually well i watched it last night and i really enjoyed it it's pretty the 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 what i could sum it up as is the plot is b movie the production values are a movie and that's nice. sorry, that's not, not as in is a movie, as in <laughs> an A movie, like yes, as opposed to uh, as in one better than a B movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it, look, I get it. Just you wait until uh, the sequel to the B movie comes out, the C movie. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so yes, it's it's uh, about uh, so Operation Overlord was like the Allied landings at Normandy or whatever, yeah. uh, hence the name Overlord. But what this one is about is. Uh, a group of paratroopers from the American Airborne Division who are dropped into Nazi-occupied France uh, to blow up a radio tower to uh, stop the Nazis from scrambling air support uh, um, when the landings are taking place. Mm -hmm. And what they find there is the result is, is also the site for some freaky deaky nazi experiments right uh freaky deaky freaky deaky <laughs> <laughs> and uh let's just say things get a bit uh 
supernatural. Uh, um, I, I don't know if it's like a spoiler to say what the supernatural elements are, but may, right, maybe okay. people want to go into it uh, not knowing. So I'll, I'll not say. Uh, basically, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a kind of you think you feel like with what's happened, it's going to be a horror movie, but it's more horror action, which is up my street. I'm, I'm not like big into big scares. I just wanted uh, yeah something a bit gruesome and uh, mm. schlocky, and it delivered on that with a, a surprisingly good script and was well acted. I thought if you're looking for a genuinely good movie in that sort of genre, that is. Um, that's as good as you're going to get. I mean, it was like directed, sorry, it wasn't directed by J.J. Abrams. It was like executive produced by him. But yeah. it was like proper, really, really good special effects. And I'm not usually one to like harp on about it, but I think they're important for a movie. Like this really good special effects, well acted, mm -hmm. good script, good cast. I just thought, it's not like the world's greatest movie. I think maybe, uh, I mean, it sounds like that. It's, uh, I would say, it's solved like seven and a half out of ten movies just like really enjoyable and i sort of i didn't go into it with low expectations just didn't know like what to expect from it i just really enjoyed it i thought it was yeah. really good awesome no it sounds like it pleasantly surprised you maybe yeah I, awesome. it's partly because it's got a really really cool poster like if you google the movie it's got a really yeah, cool poster. I, I, it's like, actually i think i do remember the poster actually which means it must be cool because if it stands out among the millions of other uh, vaguely orange and blue gradient posters that we see, um, it must be cool. So I was thinking about the, the poster the other day, basically, and I sort of thought, <laughs> you know, I actually kind of wanted to watch that at the time when mm -hmm. it was announced, but I just think I forgot about it. Yeah. And I was like, well, is it on anywhere? And so it's actually, it seems to be on most platforms. So I just thought, <laughs> you know what, why not watch it? I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Sounds great. Um, mm. I might check that out. I'm not a big horror guy either, but if it's a bit of bit of action, oh, it's, bit of it's, cool supernatural stuff. Um, you'll you'll not like you'll you'll be able to sleep after watching. It's not it's excellent. it's not scary. It's uh, there's like maybe one or two jump scares, but they're pretty telegraphable. Like I knew when they were coming. You, you can yeah. tell so you can just look through your fingers at that point, whatever you need to do. Great. Well, I'll, I'll not watch it alone, but I'll watch it. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, I think that just about wraps us up. Look, a, a beefy episode, no doubt. Yeah. Um, lots lots to talk about. It always is when we have those lists we have to go through. I start, mm -hmm. I find myself trying to speed up, but then I feel really guilty if we just like, favorite ship is this, next question. <laughs> yeah. So uh, at least we got some discussion in, which is good. Um, but yes, you've been listening to the Crack and Banter podcast. I've been Reese. He has been Luke. If you want to get in contact with the show, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. We have a subreddit. You can find us there. If you want to send an email through, recommend us something to watch, ask us a question, you can send that to crackandbanterpod at gmail.com and we'll see it. Um, yeah, feel free to ask us any questions or give us something to watch. We're always looking for good topic recommendations. So feel free to send any of that through. Or if you just want to... Uh, send us a, a nice review or indeed an insulting review we'll be happy to read it out so thank you very much for listening look do you want to close us out uh yes uh thank you for listening to the crack and banter podcast and please put a coaster underneath that glass you were not raised in a barn you're going to leave a ring on the table thank you for listening thanks for listening guys see you next week bye bye 
Thank you.